Hi, welcome back to the Witty Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and boy, do we have an episode today. We have quite an episode. I don't know. I can't remember the last time we had this good of an episode. I mean, this season has been Shakespeare wishes. David Mamet could never. Who's the guy that made that scary Black Swan movie? He wants to, but he can't. You can't write this stuff. We're watching a insane psychological thriller before our very eyes and it's amazing and yes I know that I skipped last week I will actually be including last week's episode is more of a blooper but kind of a bonus episode and I did finally uh, per recommendation of a few peach like uh, well there you go about that <laughs> there's that edge of glory No, but per recommendation of of a few uh, good friends and fellow podcasters, start a Patreon. So there's going to be kind of like a weekly, if you wanted to join, I'm just now figuring out the system, but the the first tier is just called, it's Whitney, bitch. And I think you all know exactly what that refers to. It's Britney, bitch. But yeah, so the first tier is $3 a month. And you get a bonus episode each week. Some of them might be silly bloopers. Some of them might be like crazy personal anecdotes. And we'll go from there. We'll grow from there. We're going to grow together and go together. Speaking of that, all right, let's get it started. Because truly, wasn't this an amazing episode of Vanderpump? Like, I can't even. So we start out with everyone hungover as all hell from Lala's birthday party. Which is, I don't know, somehow it's ironic to me because Lala is sober, so it's funny that everyone got so, I mean, for lack of better words, shithoused. <laughs> I've been trying to work on my cursing, but sometimes you gotta curse. <laughs> but we have, uh, we have like, James and Allie in James's bed. <laughs> Allie's drinking, like, a gallon water of Arrowhead, like, that you pick up at a 7-Eleven, and I was like, I love this girl. Between that and last week of her going, I saw Raquel and Tom Sandoval dancing at the Abbey. <laughs> I was like, this is a queen. She's observant. She knows boundaries. Hell yes. Give me, hey, give me, give me more. <laughs> it's Allie, bitch. And then Katie, I will say, honestly, Katie is in her glow up this season. She's had some like mishaps as she does. I mean, the berets, it's a moment, but maybe, like, look, I went through a fedora phase about 12 years ago. Am I proud of it? No. But some, some girls are just hat girls. Like, I love a hat. I still, I'm still a hat girl. I've been known to literally sleep in a baseball cap or sometimes a floppy hat. I do it. So I can feel Katie on that. But so Katie, we cut to Katie. She's rocking, um, she's doing a hair of the dog. Which, for those of you that don't drink, but I can't imagine anyone that listens to this podcast or watches Vanderpump Rules does not drink. But that's where you have like a little bit of a drink just to like take the edge off. But she had a um, a Tito's and a Celsius, which I think I, I guess is a Celsius like a diet energy drink. I don't want to sound ignorant. I I'm just not. 
I'm not that hip. I'm not that cool. So, hey, fellow, hey, fellow teens, tell me what a Celsius is. <laughs> and then she door dashed Chick-fil-A and I was like, power move. And Lala came over and she was like, um, Katie, when you guys were making out, you guys were, you and Satchel, <laughs> still with that name, but whatever. <laughs> hey, go off. We've all been on the rebound. <laughs> And she was like, when y'all made out, when you and Satchel were making out, it was just mops, mops of hair. You guys just had hair and mops, mops of your hair. <laughs> Go off, Katie. It's about time. If if what she says is true, the, that Schwartz's dick didn't work for 12 years. It's like, yeah, make out with that 25-year-old. Do it. To quote Charles Buchowski, do it, do it, do it. Go all the way. If you're going to go, go all the way. <laughs> and then I did have a note, you all, that says... My Schwartz dream, yikes, what's wrong? But I might save that for the It's Whitney Bitch tier of Patreon because, ooh, that was a dream. And I'm not proud of it. But I can go into extreme detail. I woke up in a cold sweat and in fear of myself and my sanity. I almost checked myself in. I was like, this is it. It's, it's happened. Oh, the Katie Lala discussion. It's been so hard this whole season, like, just to watch... Like, there's so much, I mean, I think quite a few people have said this, but just women's intuition and being like, something's really off with Raquel slash Rachel and Tom Sandoval. And it has been, but like, Katie keeps being like, I don't like her. She's a slut. She's a whore. She's a whore. Whore. The way they say it on The Sopranos. She's a whore. (laughs) Which, we don't need to be saying that, like those words, but... It came to likes. Everyone's like, Katie, stop that. You're being a bitch. And it's like, we don't need to say that word either, you know? It seems like it all came to light. And I feel like it's like, if you feel something in your gut, listen. That being said, oof, uh, I have an ex, and I hope that he does not mind me saying this. But years ago, when I was, I would watch Vanderpump, as I do, I truly Vanderpump is like my, like, it's medicine to me. Like, I will turn on just old episodes of VPR but for years, this ex was like, I don't trust that girl with James Kennedy. Cause he was like, I like James. He was like, I love James Kennedy. I feel for him, but I don't, I don't trust that girl. And I was like, you're crazy. She's so nice. Like he was like, Mm-mm, no, don't trust her. Something's wrong. Something's not right. And I'm not here to put all the blame on Rachel, but I was like, whew, boy, was he right. And I hope it's okay that I called that out. I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, if anything, I was like, I must, I, I have the worst intuition ever. Cause I was like, no, 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 she's so nice. She's so sweet. I mean, like, but that is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Oof. But yeah, then we go to the Toms at, they're at a UC boys bagels, which actually is a very good food truck or I've heard it's amazing. I haven't been, but it's like right off Melrose by the Alfred coffee. And I spent yeah, that's how I started. Like, I think my 24th birthday, I just got in LA, or maybe 23rd. I was a baby, but I went to Alfred Coffee. So they, were, they were the place that, like, that was so on Instagram. It's like, but first, coffee. <laughs> but it's like an amazing bagel truck, and it's right on Melrose. So that's like really like close to like the heart of West Hollywood. And if I've been here this long... They've been here for like 25 years. 
So they're like, hey, we're first timers. Anyways. And I was like, don't bring the Yeasty Boys bagel truck into this. Like, don't bring the Yeasty Boys bagel truck into your mess. Don't drag them into the muck with you. You Ivan Ooze ass motherfuckers. Don't do that. (laughs) Because that is, that is a quality bagel truck. And it's hard to find a quality bagel in LA. Saying, like, I'm just saying that as someone from the East Coast. It is, it's hard to find a we're all doing our best, but you know, it's hard to find a quality bagel truck out here or a bagel place in general. But, uh, one moment that was noted as a red, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> Schwartz goes, Oh wow. They're brewskis. Oh no. It's just apple juice. And I was like, it's also 9am dude. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Also, I mean, apple juice sounds pretty good. And it was the good, like the the glass one. That What is that? Uh, starts with an M. I don't know. If they want to sponsor me, I'll learn their name. But that is a, it, I was like, ooh, that's a quality apple juice. But yeah, then they were talking about Raquel slash Rachel. And Schwartz was like, I don't know. I just, mm, I don't know. Mm. And his cute little, like, and his cute, like, he does this cutesy act, but it's not working as well anymore because he's like, a 40-something-year-old God knows what. Again, we'll go into my weird dream on the Patreon. He's like, I just have a feeling she has a crush on someone else. I don't know. And I was like, or do you have a feeling that your best friend, Sandoval, like, pressured you into doing this fake storyline that's going to ruin all of your lives and your businesses? They start to talk about... So Ariana is out of town because her sweet grandmother passed away, and that's so sad. Rest in power. But so she's out of town. They're talking about, like, Sandoval's like, yo, dude, I'm a jerk. I hate everyone. I'm such a jerk. He's like, yeah, so, like, uh, I had Ariana, like, for seasons now, we've been seeing him say that he wants kids. So Ariana froze her eggs, and she said, she's like, hey, I'll freeze my eggs so that I have the power. I don't know that I'll use it, but I want to know that I can, if need be. But she has expressed, like, hey, I don't think that I need to, and I don't think it's anyone anyone's business and I agree with that but she was like for you we can freeze them and I can freeze them for myself as well and just see but they're more viable apparently as embryos so he needs to uh, for lack of better word like contribute his sperm to fertilize the eggs to make embryos but if you go into the recording time this was I believe maybe late August at most but on that Howie Mandel interview, on that godforsaken Howie Mandel interview, he was like, yeah, the night that I went out that night uh, before my show, Tom Sandoval and the most extras, which they are the most extra, but not in a good way. Uh, suddenly she talked about like her embryos and we never talked about that dude. And it's like, it's on camera, like multiple interviews. And then he was like, oh, and every morning I like, yeah, and, like, every morning I make her a dumpling latte. And, like, she loves it. She's just like, I love my dumpling latte. And that's because he calls her dumpling. And he makes, so he gets up. They set up a coffee machine in their bedroom. They don't show it this season, but it's, like, next to the bed. So he walks a foot and a half over to the credenzo or the dresser and, like, turns a Keurig machine on. So it's like, yeah, you make a dumpling latte. Like, I make her a dumpling latte because it means a lot to her. And Schwartz is like, whoa, wow. Does she ever even reciprocate? 
And it's like, reciprocate what? And like, why are you like, it is such, I don't know. I just like, I, it's so hard to, cause I want this podcast to be like a fun comedy podcast, but it's so hard to not be like, fuck you, Tom. 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 Sorry, mom, if you're listening that I'm saying fuck you so much, but fuck you, Tom. But yeah, so the like, does she, does she ever reciprocate your dumpling lattes? And I'm like, you mean those like bullshit Keurig ones? Cause we all know too, like you've had like Keurig coffee is, it does not hit the same way that like a proper coffee hits. Let's be real. Let's just be really real. I don't want a dumpling latte. Oh, and just to go backwards, the Toms were like, when they were at the Yeasty Boys food truck, they're like, we should have started a food truck. That would have been so much easier. And I'm like, actually, you really should have started a food truck and not a full-blown other restaurant that is just no food and all booths and booths that can't be built. <laughs> but there's like, I literally, again, I know that I've said this, but I've been there. And I was like, aesthetically, it's like a weird, almost like a 1970s yard sale, but on like, molly and mushrooms with very cute booths and stuff like that but there's like 50 booths in there but no one else in there like it was just me and my friend when I went that one time it was crazy also it's very similar it's in the wrong part of town it's in the part of town that later in the episode James DJ James Kennedy gives the greatest insult I've ever heard which was he's like oh well you can't open your dive bar in the corner of in the corner of Silver Lake and fucking Poop Town. <laughs> what does he say? Poop Town Village. And I was like, well, it's like I, I guess James Kennedy's not looking for a DJ gig in Franklin Village. <laughs> but I don't think there are DJ gigs in Franklin Village. Like, it's a very small strip. It has, like, the UCB. It has the scary celebrity Scientology Center. It has um, some very, like, nice restaurants. But no one in that area is looking for the Vanderpump experience, you know, like the, the, what I would call the Bravo Disney world that is going to the Vanderpump corner of WeHo. It's just silly, but I'm like, but it, yeah, it's the booths. I mean, they looked gorgeous. Now, now that they got them done, I hope it was worth his mother's retirement and his house and his uh, relationship and Tom's marriage and Tom, like, like Schwartz's house and marriage and everything. I hope it was worth it boys. And your reputation, because good lord. I mean, like, if you're getting dragged at the uh, White House Correspondence Dinner, and not even by your full name, rough. Rough. <laughs> but speaking of reciprocating, then we cut to James and Allie again. And he's making her a PB&J. Would you like a PB&J? I'm going to make a PB&J. And she's like, I'm just studying for astrology class. And I was like, observant queen. Intuition Queen. I hope that she stays on for next season. I will say I was distracted by, uh, like, James was just making the hell out of that PB&J sandwich. And I'll be the first to admit, I am just a James Kennedy stan. Like, because he, he's not always right, but he's always himself. He's always honest and truthful. He's fully him. He's living out loud. But he was just, like, the knife work on, like, if you did a slow-mo of that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it was, like, the perfect peanut butter spread. It was so, it was, I was like, are you making a commercial right now? Because 
go off. Like, are you looking for a sponsorship? Like with Jif? Like, instead of Hungry Moms Choose Jif, you'd be like, Hungry DJs Choose Jif, mate. Hungry. <laughs> you would say, I don't even know, but I just took two. Just took two. Just took two. P, B, and J's. Yeah, then that's when Allie is like, hey, I talked to the girls about the thing with Tom Sandoval and Raquel at the Abbey. And she was like, but then Katie said they don't have a lot of rules, so I don't know. And James was like, well, why don't you talk to Sheena about it? Because Sheena loves to, one, Sheena's her best friend, but Sheena also loves to gossip, so she would know. But I wouldn't think too much into it. But I was like, no, this is very, like, Jewel, follow your heart. Your intuition. But truly, this has been so far the season of women's intuition. And looking back, it's been the series of women's intuition. Like, that's all Vanderpump Rules is about. And so then we go to... Okay. Because I was going to talk about the... Oof the sperm clinic with the toms and we'll get to it no but first we go to the space that katie and ariana have leased for something about her the sandwich shop which looks so cute and i read an article this week that they got um like one of the interior designers or something from nancy myers movies to decorate the inside and that's amazing and Katie has always talked about that. So I was like, you manifested that. We're watching The Secret. We're watching The Secret happen in real time. But they, yeah, they go in. It's empty. It's cute. It's beautiful. It looks fresh. It looks bright. It's, I cannot wait to definitely buy a sandwich there. Like Jersey Mike's who? Ike's? Whatever. Subway? Huh? Quiznos? Never heard of you. <laughs> Except for, I kind of do live for a sandwich, so... I love all those places I named, but that doesn't mean there's not room for something about her, the sandwich shop. And I cannot wait to go there. And, uh, they meet with Lisa shows up and she's, (laughs) they have like a really pretty outdoor area too, like a patio. And they're like, Oh, we think we want to put flowers up there. And she's like, Oh, but darling, you'll put fake flowers. Yes, of course you will. Fake flowers. (laughs) I was like, okay, Lisa. Because for the record, for <laughs> for anyone listening that has not had the chance to visit a Vanderpump establishment, for as much as in the earlier seasons, Lisa really like plays up her whole flower game, I've been curious enough to touch the flowers or even look at them, and they're all very like um, like the Michael's Craft Store fake flowers. <laughs> but especially if you're leaving them outside, why not get fake flowers? Like, I get it, thrift-wise, like... But it's just funny because she's like, no, you do the rose petals like this. It's roses and flowers. It's beautiful. Luxury. And it's like, just like, no, these aren't dollar store flowers. It's still pretty, though. <laughs> I just love that that was her main business advice. It's like, get the fake flowers. Do the fake flowers. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then, oof. okay, worse than the fake flowers, though was Lisa's stance on Oliver and Raquel. Because she was like, oh, who knows? I mean, Oliver, he's separated, right? And 
Raquel, so what if she had a snog? You know, and she's like, she's single and he's separated. And it's fine. If I was single from Ken, I would have a snog. Who knows? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, but he's not single. And it's not just a snog. And Raquel's doing a lot worse. <laughs> then suddenly we're at the guest house, or some bar called the guest house, which I would, it looked very cute with Lala and James, who's, you guys, their chemistry is just off the charts to die for, to die for. I love it. Like even, even if it's just friendship chemistry, I just love it. But they're in there and, uh, they both order taco salads. <laughs> like Lala's like, I love taco salads. <laughs> and James is like, Oh, I love taco salads too. You know, I didn't even know about them, but Allie, Allie, my girlfriend, my queen, turned me on to them. We we went to Mendocino Farms and got a taco salad, and I said, I love this. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, go off, James. Drop $18 on a lunch taco salad at a fast casual place. Because <laughs> I don't know if y'all have been to Mendocino, <laughs> Mendocino Farms, but... Oh, sorry, just... The prices there for a lunch already had me for cleft. <laughs> I'm for cleft. It, it was cute that he liked. Oh, I love them. Allie got me into them. She turned me on to my first taco salad, and I love, I can't get enough of my taco salads. I was like, I love these two. Just honestly, you know what? If, if Katie and Ariana are making a sandwich place, I want James and uh, Lala to make a taco salad place. I think that would be great. <laughs> Whatever we call it. Like taco sal-sal? DJ James taco salad? Wait, DJ James taco salala? Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling taco salads? Who knows? <laughs> but I like that a lot. And Lala's like, um, I like Allie a lot because uh, she has a brain. She has a brain. I like her last girlfriend. Which, I mean, you know. And then they talked about how they, you know, like he was like, James said something along the lines of like, oh, everyone in the restaurant has like an ego the size of my cock. And Lala goes, I was so small. <laughs> he laughs it off. And then she goes, you know, I'm just kidding. Cause Hey, I came back two or three times. I'm a return customer. And I was like, oof, that chemistry, that chemistry. Maybe that should be their taco salad shop. It should be called return customer. I'm a return customer. The Ego Taco salad truck or something. I don't know. We're just brainstorming here, you know? Just brainstorming. I'm not on Shark Tank. I mean, that being said, Mark Cuban, if you want to get in here, get in here. But James is going to plan a fun day trip to Hermosa Beach, and I thought it was so cute that, not even cute, just the right thing to do. Because Lala was like, oh, can I bring the Don? Which is the name of, I guess, the guy she's dating right now. And he was like, yeah, of course, everyone's invited. Because I've been excluded so many times in the past. And we know from previous seasons that James has shared that he was bullied very aggressively as a child. Like, he was, like, like the bullies broke his leg when he was a little kid. I think in, like, fifth or sixth grade. But then even in adulthood, a lot of the, like, in seasons, we've seen him, ex like, excluded, disinvited from events and things like that. 
And he was like, all I know is I never want anyone to think of me as someone who excluded them from an event. So everyone's invited. And he's like, how about this? I'll make the group text right now. And he's like, oh, uh, since the heat wave's dying down, we're going to go to Hamosa Beach. It'll be a group. It's going to be fun. Let's bring food, booze, umbrellas, whatever you want. Let's go to Hermosa Beach. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Random location, but love that. Love that journey for you all. Yeah, oh, and here, then we go, then here we go to the um, Tom's at a Fertility Clinic, which wasn't it just last season or the season before that Schwartz had to go get his sperm tested and it didn't turn out positive, but like, for some reason, Sandoval had to come by and like wait outside the door while he, for lack of better words, uh, jerked it to get the sperm into the cup. But so this time, Sandoval has already dropped off his deposit, if you will. I don't know how to... There's no graceful way to go around this. They walk in because Ariana's out of town, again, for her um, beautiful grandmother's... Uh, funeral and everything. But so they go in together, which I get the codependency of that. Cause it's like, can't you go and pick up your results on your own? Like you, I mean, it's nice to have a friend, I guess. Can't you just go kind of, you know, I feel like that's a solo errand, but he literally walks in there and he goes, uh, Hey, I'm here. Like, I'm here to pick up my jizz results. And Schwartz goes, did you really just say jizz results to like the receptionist? And Tom's like, huh, yeah. Or Sandoval's like, huh, yeah. And Schwartz goes, that wasn't cool, man. Because that's not cool. Like, this is a place of business. That's a grown-ass woman. And it's like, don't, at work, you know, like, and I don't know. I understand that essentially that's what that is. But it's like, oh, I'm just here to pick up my results. You don't have to say, I'm here, mm, I'm here to pick up my jizz results. It's like, God, you're so, you grosser and grosser and grosser. How did I never see it? It's because I have, I have bad taste for days. I have, I have no intuition. I, unlike Allie, maybe I should have shortened my name. Maybe the extra is son on the back of it. Should have been Allie, not Allie's son. Because I don't have that intuition that she has. Where she's like, Mm-mm, something's wrong here. But so gross. But I'm here to pick up my jizz results. But luckily, uh, karma's a bitch because that doctor just drags Tom's ass. Because he's like, okay, we got your results. And uh, he's like, one, have you seen the most ugly curtains that have ever existed in the world? Here they are. If you haven't seen my curtains, they're really ugly. In the doctor's office. I was like, they're really ugly curtains. <laughs> like, I was distracted by how ugly the curtains were. I was like, these are the ugliest curtains I've ever seen. You know, I've been in dorm rooms. Like I was like, oof, I'm not, not on my watch. <laughs> but then he like read all the results and like, I guess most of it was good, but then there was a 6% of something. So it's, it should be like a 13 or 14%. So he's failing. And he was like, well, like what's going on with that? And the doctor was like, I don't know. It could be a lot of drinking, wearing super tight clothes, doing drugs, Tom Schwartz just openly laughs at Sandoval because <laughs> like Sandoval looks rough like and he's wearing the tightest pants that day too and I was like Oof. I was like this doctor just dragged his ass and good dragged him to filth 
with your ugly curtains. But I don't care about the curtains. I care about this, the sand of all of it all. Fuck that. But, and it's like, you know what? It is drinking. It is tight clothes, super tight clothes, too tight of clothes and drugs. Probably who knows what drugs, but drugs, not going to say what. So then Allie meets up with Sheena as instructed by James Kennedy, an inclusive king. But they meet up at this place. And I want to, I get, like, I live in LA. I want to find out where this place is because they meet up and Sheena is like, this is really cute. Huh? Now he's like, yeah. And they even have free ski ball on Mondays. And I was like, I love ski ball. And I mean, free, the price is right. And I was like, tell me where this is. Any listeners, if you all know where this is, please tell me. I think it's one of those, like, I was trying to research it a little bit on Reddit, but then I just, like, I'm going to sound silly, but I get confused on Reddit. Like, I try to look things up, and then I, I just get, like, lost. Lost in my mind. I think it's one of those, like, a converted Firestone brewery or something. I don't know. I just want to know where I can play ski ball for free on a Monday. And, like, obviously I'll order, like, you know, some fries or something. Because nothing's really free. But I wanted that. And they had, uh, but Sheena goes. <laughs> she orders a Moscow mule. Allie gets a, like, the the waiter does the typical thing. It's like, you look like you look a spicy margarita because you're a spicy girl. <laughs> and she's like, how'd you know? <laughs> and he's like, just had a feeling. And Sheena goes, I'm definitely going to get a taco. I want to get a taco. I can listen to Sheena do everything all the time. I want Sheena to have a talk show. I want, my hope is that in 15 to 20 years, Sheena has a Drew Barrymore-esque daytime talk show. Because, like, just amazing. The, you definitely want a taco? And they're like, well, what kind, like, beef, barbacoa. And she's like, mm, chicken. I want a chicken taco. And Ali was like, I will too. I just love the thing. But then also, so the drinks came, and like, why was Allie's mar? Did anyone else notice that Allie's margarita was like neon green, like glowing? Like I was like, are you drinking a lava lamp? Are you okay? Because she seems like a very healthy girl, you know. Like, I don't think she's a big drinker, but I was just like, why is it neon green? <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Maybe it was just my TV, you know. It it could have just been that, but. To me, it seemed, I was, like, that, I was like, I would not put that in my body. And I've put a lot of things in my body. <laughs> I don't mean that in a sexual way. I'm not trying to, <laughs> not trying to Jen Fessler, James Gandolfini this way. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's like, sometimes you're like, oh, I'll do, like, a, a questionable thing. You know, but like, <laughs> I'm talking about food. I'm not talking about, like, <laughs> all right, I can't talk myself out of that one. <laughs> but just, it looked, it's, if you watch, rewatch just that part, and it's, like bright neon green. And I was like, but she seemed fine. And it was another difficult scene though, where Sheena totally stood up for Raquel. Like she was like, no, I trust her with my boyfriend. Like she was like, I would trust her in bed with rock because I trust him, which I hope she does. And I hope that's true because there is a nasty rumor going around about Brock and Raquel. And that would be disgusting. And I really do love Sheena and Brock together because we've watched Sheena search for love for like 10 years now and I think she found love and that's perfect we all want to find love that's you know love is all you want to quote the Beatles 
But it was really hard to watch Sheena stand up for Rachel. And then you had, like, Brandy Glanville. Just on the side, like, this week, she was, like, tweeting, drunk tweeting, like, all these, like, hateful things against Sheena. And I'm like, Brandy, Eddie Cibrian cheated on you, like, probably 14 or 15 years ago at this point with Sheena. And that is shameful. It's his fault. I believe that Sheena didn't know completely. But also, he didn't leave you for Sheena. He left you for Leanne Rhymes, and he left you high and dry. And you have had your own behavior. You have given us amazing TV. I'm not coming down on you, but just I read some of those tweets, and I was like, Brandy, don't, like that. This is not the right take. Like it's not a good look. You know, some things don't need to be on Twitter. Do people understand that? I don't know. Do I understand that? I mean, says the girl with the podcast. But yeah, then we get to Hermosa Beach. James's inclusive Hermosa Beach outing after the heat wave. So they're all there. Yeah, one by one. They're showing up. They, they they really do a setup. They have the tent going on. They have everything up. It looks great. It looks fun. Everyone's looking good. Right only Raquel goes to Allie like, wow, I think things are really good for you guys. But like, you're going to learn your own lesson and you're going to learn it in your time. And I audibly, I gasped. My jaw was on the floor. I had to pick it up because I was like, oof, Raquel, you're going to learn your lesson in your time. Like, that is insane. Because at this time, if we go back, and this is why this is so, like, just, like, it's Shakespearean. It's Darren Aronofsky. Like, this is darker than that movie Mother that I fell asleep to on a plane one time. So I don't even know how it ended. Or I kind of do. Like, I fell asleep in the middle, and I just woke up to a really dark ending. No offense to the movie, I was just sleepy. But this is, like, Mother or, like, Black Swan. Like, it's just really dark psychological thriller. Because it's, like, so many... There's so many layers to what's going on here that... Like, I'm watching a show, and we don't know what was happening then, but now we know what was happening during it now, and we're watching it in real time, and we're also watching these two make mistakes on the way back... And watching, like, Ariana and Lisa Vanderpump be at the White House Correspondence Dinner, which is a what? But go off. Queen. Queens. But yeah, but she goes, you're going to learn, you're going to learn a lesson that you're going to learn in your own time. <laughs> so Raquel, you're going to, I mean, we're all going to go through moments in life where we learn lessons. I'm not trying to put bad karma on myself, but girl, Raquel, you're, you're learning a lesson that you're learning in your own time right now. And yikes. Hard to watch. Then we have Schwartz mouthing off to James because James is very excited because he's uh, opening up for that very, honestly, a very famous DJ cascade at the, oh goodness. I didn't write it down. Cause I think I was like, Oh, I'll totally remember the festival. Oh no, I'm the worst. Mm, I'll find it out later. But but yeah, he's opening up for Cascade at like a huge festival, like a real festival, like for like 50,000 people. And he's very excited, but nervous as you would be. But this is a great move for him. He's been working for years on this. This is his passion. And Tom Schwartz is like, oh, is it going to be bigger than Rochella or Rochella, whatever that was? But that's what they called that weird ass proposal last year. For Rachel slash Raquel. And James is like, oh, oh, that's real funny. And then gets up and just throws a drink on his face. On Tom's. On Schwartz's face. And I was like, that's what you get. 
because I don't know how long y'all have been watching, but I think in season one, Schwartz threw a drink on Stasi, like a full drink. And in season two or three, he threw a, like a full, like, I think in season one, it was a water on Stasi. In season two or three, it was a full blown, like alcoholic beverage on Katie, who was his long-term girlfriend, maybe fiance at the time. So I was like, oof, to see James just dump a beer in his face. Then he came back and he was like, don't, if you do that again, it's going to be real bad for you. I'm going to put you in a headlock. And I was like, oh yeah, what's next? You're going to put his head in a toilet? Like, this is like, oh, a headlock. Whoa. Whoa. We're really scared, Tom. I don't think Tom could put me in a headlock. (laughs) And he's got some height on me, but I'm just like, no, you're a bitch. (laughs) Sorry, you are. And again, if you want the Patreon episode, of my scary dream, do it. Go to it, cause dark. <laughs> That's when Jason does. Or not Jason. Oh God. Ooh. You guys. Okay. Pull it together. I've also been watching. I said I wouldn't do it, but I've been dabbling in the, the like, the Britney and Jacks rewatch these episodes and give their commentary on it. <laughs> episodes. That's why I said, Jason, sorry, it happened. Let's cleanse ourselves of that. You know what? To quote Raquel, we all learn our lessons in our own times. And I just learned a lesson. And that's what I said, Jason. (laughs) But it's when um, James does this iconic. He's like, oh, what? Because you can't open up your fucking shithole bar to the corner of fucking Poop Town and Silver Lake. (laughs) Or I think, what does he say? Like, Poop hole town in Silver Lake. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I was like, I love you. Like, Peter, I think Peter was there. But Peter was not. We can't give Peter a microphone. He's been there since season one. Peter's doing the work. I think Kim Kardashian should date Peter next. Because, like, he gets off his ass and fucking works. <laughs> and he is working without credit. Like, he just gets it's like nobody wants to work these days besides Charlie and Peter. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just flipped my page. And I saw my note on the headlock. It's like, oh yeah, if you do that again, James, won't be good for you. I'll put you in a headlock. <laughs> and I wrote, what is this, an episode of the Power Rangers from 1993? Like, oh yeah, I'm so scared of the headlock. I don't know. The Don, that's Lala's boyfriend, and Satchel are so quiet. In a way that I think they're like, what the fuck did I get into? But I think they're also like, we have first row seats to all of this. Like, I would love to be either of them. I would have worn a bucket hat and just gone like low pro. Like in drag, like full, uh, what was that Amanda Bynes movie? Where she, she's the man. I would have she's the man it just to like go there and be Katie or Lala's date and just like watch everything. Just sunglasses and a bucket hat. That's all I need. Then they all meet at uh, Tower 12 Bar, which actually looked very cute. But I guess a few of them had left uh, and then were like, oh, come to Tower 12 Bar. But they're trying to break the group up. Like it was like Katie, Satchel, and I don't know who else, but they had texted Christina Kelly. And of course, Christina Kelly's like, everyone come. And Katie's like, I'm pissed because I didn't want everyone to come. Like she, Katie's done. She does not want to be around Schwartz. And I don't blame her. Or Raquel. Like, I, I wouldn't want to be around them. Yeah, so they all meet at Tower 12 Bar. K- 
Katie's upset that they're there. James and Schwartz kind of make up. And then Raquel, Schwartz, and James, like, Schwartz is like, oh, uh, let's order a round of tequila shots. You don't have to chill them. And I was like, that's dark. Because, like, like, no one was like, hey, it's a problem to chill these. And I was like, probably, like, warm tequila off the beach, you know? Schwartz gets really into it and just gets told off by Lala. And I was like, hell yes. He's like, look at you, you're a, you're a hack, like makeshift housewife, etc. Like you're like, and that's the same thing. He said something similar to Sheena a few seasons ago, where he's like, you're a fake Kardashian. Look at your nails, look at your hair, and it's like he attacks women, and like he was attacking James too. And James is like, this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Tell tell him, Lala, come here, and like this and this and blah blah. And then Lala catches back up to him, like, because he walks away and he's, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you're a great mother and kind of says it sarcastically. And then he's sitting at this table eating, like, like, there's a delicious looking pizza, two plates of wings, some sort of other appetizers. And I was like, of course, your ass is just sitting there, like, just by yourself eating, like, platters and platters of, like, bar food. But Lala catches up and is like, no, you don't say that. That's my business. You can fucking talk to me when you have an actual business, but that business that I work at every day pays for my daughter. And I was like, yes, mom, you go off. That's mother. Megan Trainer, not mother. Lala, telling him off like that, being at the White House Correspondence Center, gotta say, mother, mother. She's giving it and to chase it down. Be like, no, I'm standing up for myself and do not. And because Schwartz is, he like, doesn't even get up. He's just like, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't know. And it's like, you knew exactly what you were doing, dude. Exactly. But loved it. Loved to see it. And I won't lie, you guys. I kind of love to see the food. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I had to watch the episode twice because I was distracted by a lot of the food moments. <laughs> we're talking about the PB&Js. We're talking about the neon margarita at free ski ball night. And now we're talking about all the, like, just like a whole table of like just bar food. And I was like, so we got wings. We got like a margarita pizza. We got French fries. So many like little canisters of ranch. I was like, I, I was like, I kind of want that food. <laughs> Not kind of, I want it. <laughs> but yeah, he said disgusting things to her. And that's it. Then we get to probably one of the funniest parts inadvertently. But they have one of those uh, fishbowl drinks for the table which I didn't know. I've never come across one of those drinks as an option. And as it like growing up in the nineties, I thought that would be much more of a thing for like in my twenties and college and whatever, like, but, but it's essentially a giant bowl. But then in the middle, there's like a stronger beverage, but it's just like kind of like a giant fancier version of jungle juice, if you will. But everyone can put their straws in it. And I was like, I'm surprised this exists post COVID slash. I think we're kind of still in COVID. But let's not get political. <laughs> but allegedly in the middle of it, there's Bacardi 151, which I don't think even exists anymore. I think that got taken off the shelves. But that's like the one that you could lay it on fire. Like it's like so high ABV, like it's 151 proof ABV. So it's crazy strong. It's like, it's more than pure alcohol. But James was like, yo, Christina, Christina Kelly, I dare you to drink this. Dare you to drink some of this in the middle. Dare you too. But he like, he holds a straw up to her and it flicks right into his eye. 
And he's like, oh, 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 Allie, I need you. And like Sandoval's like, oh, dude, whoa, that's 151. Wash it out in, in the sink. And like, James trips and falls into the bathroom. And he's like, Allie, I need you. I need you help. And they, and they call for the waitress. And she's like, oh, no, that's just a garnish. It's, like, just basically, like, water that's, like, dyed a different color. So it's not a big deal. And they're like, yeah, James, it was not a big deal. But, I mean, James never doesn't deliver. And that's what I love. I can't believe I forgot the name of the festival he was at. Because I was so happy. I was like, congratulations. Just congratulations. We get towards the end of the episode. And I simply had to say, and I'm sorry it's been such a cursing-heavy episode. I'll, I'll give a disclaimer at the beginning of this when I edit, but I just had to say fuck Sandoval, like literally fuck Sandoval in his confessional. When the producer goes, so did anything physical happen with you and Raquel? And he has this smile on his face, this shit eating grin. And he's like, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know what he said. I was just like, you look, I, I was just like, dude, fuck you. And to do it while like, and he's like, wow, Ariana's had a hell of a year. Like, she, her dog passed. Her grandmother, she was very close to, passed. She's opening up a business on her own. She's, I mean, with Katie, but, like, they're they're going out and doing that on their own. She's been open about her struggle with depression. So, from like, wow, she's really had a hell of a year. And to be doing what he's doing is, like, fuck you, dude. And, Rachel, I'm not too happy with you either, but, like you said, we all learn our own lessons in our own time. And I will say, look, it takes a lot to learn lessons in your own time, but I, I swear that, I mean, I think I, yeah, I was, I was tempted to reach out and just be to my ex, like, Hey, remember that show I used to make you watch? <laughs> and you're always like, I don't trust that girl. Like years ago, like I wonder, like you were right the whole time. Like you called scandal. Like you knew that this was happening. Like you saw the red flags. And I was like, I guess I have the worst, the worst intuition. But you know who has good intuition? Ken Todd. Because next week, we got the previews for next week. And oh my god. Ken Todd walks in. He came to life after two seasons of, of kind of weakened up burning it. Like, he was just kind of there. Like I think when Jiggy passed, he took it hard. I think he's been hanging out with Jack Nicholson somewhere. Like, just they're like, let's just kind of like hermit together. Let's just, you know, that's that. And that's okay. But he just shows up into uh, the kitchen while Lisa's talking to, who is she in the kitchen with? I don't know, like maybe Lala or someone. But she, but Ken just walks in and goes, well, can you believe? I can't believe that, that Tom had Raquel over for the night when Ariana was away. And they're all like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yes, Ken, bring us the drama. Like, of all the people that are going to do it, it's like we have Allie and Ken. I would have never guessed in a million years, but I I would have it no other way. I cannot wait until this week's episode. It's just, ugh, it's just amazing. But yeah, I mean, that's it. I did write, uh, I may cut this out. I wrote a kind of, <laughs> in the middle of the night, I woke up with the TV on and there was a commercial with Gigi Hadid. Yolanda's daughter, Yolanda Lyme disease, <laughs> Munchausen's daughter. <laughs> but she's in these Coca-Cola commercials 
full Coca-Cola, full sugar Coke, not Diet Coke, not the Taylor Swift Diet Coke commercials, a full sugar Coca-Cola commercial, which I believe should be a Kathy Hilton commercial. If you ask me, if I if you're looking for a Coca-Cola sponsor, or honestly me, because I love, I rock full sugar Coca-Cola only in a can. I don't like it in the bottle. I don't like it from the fountain. I want a like a nice cold can that's been in the fridge, but only every so often, you know? It's a lot of sugar. But it's this like Gigi Hadid Coke commercial, and she was like, <laughs> she's like, wow, I love making traditions with friends. And she's like making a ton of pasta and like, just, they're all just drinking bottles of Coke. <laughs> and I was like, uh, we all remember that season of Housewives of Beverly Hills when it was like one of her first fashion weeks. And she was like, I think I'm going to pass out. And her mom's like, Yolanda went, a Gigi, don't, uh, if you, if you think you're going to pass out, you can have three almonds, three almonds, three, three almonds. You can have three almonds, chew them very well. And drink some water, okay? <laughs> and like, and then even her like graduation slash birthday party, they had like a piece of cake that was like the size of like a chess piece and split it because she was like, "That's what you do if you're a model." So I was like, "I don't need Gigi Hadid telling me about how to have pasta nights with Coca Cola <laughs> with a full sugar Coke." Because it's like, girl, that's more calories than you have in a week if you're having three almonds when you're about to pass out. Tomato, tomato, we've all been there. <laughs> I love y'all so much. Um, I'm excited to launch the Patreon, but I'm going to be telling you some embarrassing stories on there. <laughs> but thanks for listening, and I'm so excited. I think this Wednesday we're going to have such a good episode. I am so excited. Like, I hate, I don't want to be reveling in anyone's pain or misery, but it's, it seems like the people that should be bouncing back are bouncing back properly. And, and that's that, but it's just like, it's like this season has been wild TV. Like this is crazy. This is, I hope Reese Witherspoon does a big little lies about Vanderpump rules. It, it's just like, it's truly genius TV. You could not write this. It's wild. The layers, I can't even get into it. Like I get confused as I'm doing these, but it's the best. And you all are the best. All right. Till next time. <laughs> Bye.